So you're telling me on this road trip, the Ducks couldn't even win one game. The Ducks sold off Josh Manson and John Gibson couldn't even find his old self. And Dallas Eakins is putting out those ridiculous lines. What is happening in Ducksland? Oh boy. Let's hit the music. You're locked on Ducks. Your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome, everyone, to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade. And once again, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. A reminder, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, all that jazz. You get the picture. All right, let's get right into it. So we're going to talk about last night's game first. And later on, we're going to talk a little bit about John Gibson who I know a lot of Duck fans are saying, oh, he sucks. Like, I know they're saying this jokingly. I hope they're saying this jokingly. Like, oh, he sucks. He's the worst goaltender. No, he's not the worst goaltender ever. Nor is he elite. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Let's talk about the game that was last night at the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, to take on the New York Rangers. Before we're talking about the game itself, I want to talk about a little bit of the atmosphere. You know, Madison Square Garden is one of the premier hockey arenas in the world, pretty much. It's an old arena. It's been redesigned. This is technically Madison Square Garden 4, and it also went through a pretty lengthy renovation where you have those chase, like the seats looking over the ice. It is really cool. I mean, the arena itself is nice right now, but it is still historic, and it is still a building that is special to a lot of players. Guys like Trevor Zegris. The reason I'm mentioning Trevor Zegris is, one, he's awesome. And two, he had his family there. He had a lot of family there. He jokingly, maybe not so much jokingly, said he had about 900 people there. Look, I don't even know 900 people. I mean, maybe I do. But let's be realistic. I don't know if I could get 900 people to come to a hockey game that I'm playing in. Maybe it's just the Trevor Zegris effect. And also, just as a little aside note, Sonny Milano's dad was there. Frank Milano. Yeah. His dad was there. It's really cool to see that. But Zegras, he had his family there. He also had, and I loved hearing this on the broadcast, and this kind of warmed my heart more than a little bit. Trevor Zegras, his grandfather was there too. How about that? Apparently, you know, his grandfather was at the game And his grandpa had a whole section of tickets. I think that's really cool. I mean, most players that play nowadays, like, they don't get that chance to have their grandpa see them play. I I know that must have meant a lot to him. And according to Zegers, like, he was probably crying for some of the game because it's just that special to him. And was one of the guys that really just supported him all the way. So really heartwarming part of the game and I kind of wanted to start off on a good foot because the rest of it not so much well depending on if you like scoring I mean the Ducks did score some goals and they had some great plays so there's that uh first period former Ontario Reign stalwart Johnny Brodzinski Finally got off the schneid this season. That was his first his first goal of the season. Of course, his first goal of the season comes against the Anaheim Ducks. I mean, we should be used to that, right? Former 
duck killers that all of a sudden come out and say, hey, I'm going to score on you. Yeah, he big fat did it right there. Not only his first goal of the season, his first point of the season. He's played in a dozen games. I think it's a dozen games so far with the Rangers. That's what they were saying last night. And Brodzinski finally got on the board after so many games. And yeah, it figures it would come on that. It just figures, right? Yippee skippy. All right, so Johnny Brodzinski scored early. And John Gibson already getting the taser ready because of course he is. And, you know, John Gibson getting the start... I don't know if I agree with that. I think I would have liked to see Stolarz get that start. He's rested. He's he's doing fine. Why not put Stoli in net? No, we're going to stick with this. Okay. Well, what about the last time Stolarz? Oh, the last time Stoli was in net, it went to a shootout. And he allowed only two goals. So why the heck not? But, you know, what what, what do we know, right? What do we know? As a Ducks community saying, oh, rest giving us our solar. What do we know, right? We'll talk about Gibson again a little bit later. So Johnny scored. But then after that, the Ducks nearly tied it. It was a super fantastic chance by Trevor Zegras on a really great pass from Troy Terry, who got it from his right side to Trevor Zegras's left side. And this was a good chance by Zegras. I thought Alexander Georgiev was beat. I thought he was going to be beat, but just got enough. And by the way, how many of you loved seeing Troy Terry, Trevor Zegras, and Sonny Milano on a line for, I think, two shifts, at least two shifts in last night's game? And what happened while those three were out there? They got some good chances. Gee, it's funny when you have your three best offensive players together and generating score chances and nearly scoring. Gee, imagine that, right? But then we had the actual first line. Comtois scored. Finally, he got off the schneid himself. That's only Comtois' third of the season, and he wanted that goal bad. So that tied it up at one. And by the way, who got the assists? None other than Adam Henrique and Troy Terry, who is awesome at hockey. Second period, Mika Zibanejad, he scored his 24th. That was that was just a nice goal. I mean, I don't know what more I could say about that. Uh, right before the second period, though, bit of a scare. Max Comtois left the game. His left leg got tangled, and it looked bad at first. And the way the leg bent, it looked bad. But he came back on the ice, much to everyone's, frankly, relief. They, they were relieved on that. So... You know, Zabinajad scored. And then guess who scored on the power play? Cameron Fowler from Adam Henrique. Another point for Henrique, who's been very good. I talked about Henrique a little bit yesterday on the Three Stars program. And I've said, yeah, we're not appreciating Henrique enough. And he's a scoring goals or and scoring assists left and right. There's Rico again. That tied it at two. Then the third period just got a little bit silly. Oh, the Elite 1C, Derek Grant, on kind of a breakaway, scored a slick goal. His ninth, he has nine goals this season, Derek Grant? The Elite 1C, let me repeat that. He has nine goals this season. He could get double-digit goals this season, if you can believe that. So that gave the Ducks a temporary 3-2 to lead. And like the Ducks have done all season, 
They give away leads at the end with only a few minutes left. Chris Kreider tied the game on an unlucky bounce that hit the active boards and just got past John Gibson to tie it at three. So it went to overtime, and that overtime, it was pretty much all New York. They held control because Abinajad had control of it, passed to Brad, Artemi Perrin, Panarin, and Adam Fox from the slot. Cam Fowler tried to block it and maybe got in Gibby's way a little bit. Gibby tried to save it. Both gentlemen could not get at the puck. Adam Fox gets the game winner, and the New York Rangers are victorious 4-3 in overtime, which means the Ducks got two points. Two points on this road trip. They finish 0-3-2. That is not the way to do it. All right, we'll talk a little bit more about this game after the first intermission. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. And if you are training like I am for a marathon or you're just trying to get in shape and you need a pick-me-up, you need that extra protein, then Built Bar is the protein bar for you because it doesn't taste like all those other protein bars that have a lot of nuts and it doesn't have all that flavor. No, Built Bar is tasty, folks. They come in 18 flavors covered in a chocolate fondue, covered in 100% real chocolate, only 4 grams of sugar, hovering around 17 grams of protein. So they taste good. They're good for you. And also, don't forget to try the Built Puffs because they are delicious. I've said this time and time again. My favorite flavor, the Churro Puff flavor. You heard me right. A protein bar that tastes like churro. Yeah, it's delicious. So if you want to try it for yourself, head over to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. Coming up after the first intermission, we'll talk a little bit more about this one, and later on, we'll talk about Gibby. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez as we conclude the road trip back east. And folks, I'm not going to lie to you, this was the road trip from hell. The Ducks finished the road trip with no victories, two overtime loss. Well, one shootout loss, one overtime loss. So they get two points. This pretty much cemented their fate. I don't want to say cemented, but it almost sealed their fate. The Ducks went into the road trip still clinging to a playoff spot. And all of a sudden, after five consecutive losses, they're not only on the outside looking in, but they've got a lot of teams to chase and not a lot of time left. Remember before March started, actually after March 1st, when the Ducks were still clinging to a playoff spot. This was 15 days ago. There was still some hope. They lost the game to Vegas. Okay, whatever. They they lost to Vegas. Then they beat the Sharks. They were in the hunt. They were in there. And you kind of thought, hey, you know what? This team still kind of has a chance. They're still in it. And I remember saying before the road trip even started, if they can get at least five points, then they still have a shot. If they were to get five points, they would currently have 68 points and they would currently be in the midst of a playoff. In fact, they would be in a playoff spot right now. If they had gotten six points on this road trip, they would have wound up with 69 points 
they'd be on a playoff spot and there would still be some glimmer of hope, right? Well, here's where we are. 65 points outside looking in. It it doesn't look good. It does not look good for the Anaheim Ducks. Only 19 games left this season. 19 games left. 19 games. Troy Terry's number. It's going to take a long climb if the Ducks are to make any playoff strides this season. But you know what? I'm not going to count them out just yet because there is still some time and there's some easy opponents. But I'm going to be realistic here. It's not looking good. That was probably the worst road trip they could have had. And as far as the Ducks are concerned, I mean, there there is some concern. There's been injuries, and now there's no Josh Manson who's going to play out the rest of his season with the Colorado Avs. He's got 21 games left. I don't know if you saw last night's Colorado-Los Angeles game, but the Kings got spanked last night. And Josh Manson, he fit in very well with that Colorado offense. So you know what? I'll be I'll be rooting for Josh Manson. I don't want to say I'm rooting for the Avalanche, but I am rooting for I'm rooting for Manson. Because he gave so much to this Ducks team. He wore a letter, and I think Ducks fans wouldn't mind to see him hoist a cup. That that'd be cool, right? Alright, some other news and notes from last night's game. I did mention Adam Henrique, who's been kind of on fire recently. Did you know, and I tweeted this yesterday, for those of you that didn't see it. He's got 13 points since the All-Star break. I'll repeat that. 13 points since the All-Star break, which is 14 games, and 7 points in his last 6. So Uncle Rico is heating up at the right time. Max Comtois, he's starting to put it together. Troy Terry, he's still doing his thing. Hey, Troy Terry got a point yesterday, so he's still doing his thing. And these are all things that you love to see from this Ducks roster. You know, kind of the young core. You know, you want to see this from Adam Henrique, who's a little older. But you want to see this from Troy Terry. You want to see Trevor Zegras continue his dominance. You want to see Sonny Milano continue his great play. You want to continue to see Jamie Drysdale rise up to the ranks. So, I mean, these are all still young guys. And then, of course, you have a new guy coming into the mix via trade who's not going to play for the Ducks this season because uh, once I found out that the end of a contract, and this is kind of news, by the way, his ELC will start next season, which means he is available for an ATO coming up this season in San Diego. And I will talk much more about that on tomorrow's podcast, which is Goals Thursday. So I'm going to talk much more about the trade at large for the Ducks and what it means for the San Diego Goals. So I bet we're going to see him play some games at Pachanga Arena this season. So stay tuned for all of that. All right, we're going to come back after the second intermission, and we're going to talk all about John Gibson, who is ready to get the taser again. Whatever kind of medieval weaponry he wants, he's going to get it right now. With only 19 games left, I think it's time to rest him. So I'll talk much more about that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with J.D. Hernandez, and we're going to talk all about John Gibson on this final segment. So I've already talked about the road trip that was, but we're going to focus on John Gibson 
on this final segment that I've been kind of teasing about. So I am of the belief that I think John Gibson, he deserves a break. He really needs a rest at this point of the season. The road trip did not go as planned at all. And at this point of the season, you got to think maybe the Ducks just aren't in it right now. Last game, he did stop 34 of 38 shots. So once again, the Ducks allowing a plethora of shots, allowing 38 to the New York Rangers. Once again, John Gibson had to bail them out a couple of times. But there were moments where I thought, man, if this was two months ago, he would have stopped that. But now he's probably probably a little bit tired. And I saw well, one Twitter user, uh, Savannah, who said, I wouldn't be surprised if he's nursing some kind of injury. Which, you know what, um, Savannah, I I don't know if you're onto something or if it's completely accurate. We don't know because... There's always the nebulous lower body injury, upper body injury. We just don't know. But when she put it out there on the Twitterverse, I wouldn't be surprised if there was some minor thing ailing him right now. Because John Gibson, over the last few weeks, he's looked just absolutely mortal. He's looked beatable. This season, this season, he's back down to a 905 save percentage, a goals against of 305. The 305 goals against is a career worst right now. I know some goalies would love to have a three goals against, but that's his worst and that is not up to his standards. For those saying he sucks, no, he doesn't suck. Those saying he's elite, he's not elite. He's a good goalie. He's just getting worked a lot right now. He's played 44 games this season, almost the most in the National Hockey League right now. And here's something that I want to point out. When he was called onto the All-Star team, he had some amazing stats. And, you know, he was like top five in games, top five in saves, top five in minutes. He was top five or top ten in a lot of categories. A lot. And then the All-Star break happened. Something happened around there. Well, I'll, I'll go with this. Pre-All-Star game, he had a t- around a 2.5 goals against, which is good. He had a save percentage of 920, which is also good. So around a 2.5 goals against and a 920 save percentage, those are numbers that he was seeing, what, four, five, six years ago. Those are great numbers. That's the John Gibson that we were used to seeing. And then the Ducks had about a two-week break. Normally, they have maybe like a few days off or maybe a week. No, the Ducks had a long, long layoff. Remember, that the Ducks did not have that many games to make up on the Olympic break or the supposed, we're going to make up all these games at this time break. Yeah, that break did not help the Ducks. Their last game was January 31st, that kind of meltdown game at Detroit. Then they were off for 11 days. They played Seattle, lost to the Kraken. Then they were off for another four days. So in about almost... No, in about two and a half weeks, they played one game. One game in that time. Maybe there was some rust. Maybe that mojo was gone. There is something to be said about having a super long layoff that you can just lose your mojo. And the Ducks had all the momentum going into the All-Star break. Remember that road trip that the Ducks had going into the All-Star break? 
They beat Boston, lost in a shootout to Toronto, beat Montreal, beat Ottawa, lost in Ottawa, or sorry, lost at Detroit in overtime. They got eight out of a possible 10 points on that road trip, and the Ducks were rolling at the time. And I thought it was kind of a bad time to have that all-star break because they were just rolling. And I was of the mindset, no, let's let's have more games right now. Let's keep going with this. They're on a roll. They're doing great. More games. Nope, not so much. The Ducks just had all that time off and whatever momentum they had was completely gone. Because ever since the All-Star break, here's been John Gibson's stats. In 11 games, since the break, he's been 2-8-1. He's got a goals against. You ready for this? Of over four. E. Let me repeat that. Not just over four. Four and a half. That's not a good goals against. His save percentage is 846. This is since the All-Star break. In in 11 games, he's allowed 47 goals. That is not good at all. His goals against, like I mentioned, is around four and a half. Those are not good numbers. And he's played in a majority of the games that the Ducks have played since the All-Star break. In fact, since the All-Star break, the Ducks have just not been good. They've played a total of... 13, 14, 15 games, and he's played in 11 of them. He needs a rest. John Gibson needs a rest. You have a great, great backup goalie in Anthony Stolarz, who did well. Anthony Stolarz has done well his last two games. In fact, let's look at Anthony Stolarz's last few games since the All-Star break, because we're here. Why not? Anthony Stolarz since the break, he's been in a few games. He's he's looked fine. He's looked completely fine. In fact, just to pull up the numbers really quick, his goals against is not too bad. It's at a two. Under two, in fact. His goals against average is under two. His save percentage is 922 since the All-Star break. Why have the Ducks not started him and played him more? That's the question that Ducks fans should really be asking. What, are we just going to put John Gibson out to dry night after night after night after night? No, he's clearly getting a little bit fatigued. He's played in a ton of games. Stolarz has been fine this season. He's been fine. Play him more. He got that shutout. He got that shutouts earlier this season and I thought oh play him more nope sorry Dallas Eakins is saying no we're not, we're not gonna play but he's got two shutouts this season now we're, we're gonna put out John Gibson what so those two shutouts mean nothing the nice goals against means nothing the pretty good save nope means nothing means absolutely zip to Dallas Eakins. No, we're going to keep riding John Gibson and his around 850 save percentage and his around 3 to 4 to 5 goals against per game. That's just the MO of coach Dallas Eakins right now. Yeah, I bet you didn't realize that the record was 2-8 and 1 since the All-Star break. I wonder how many of you realize that the goals against is 4 and a half since the All-Star break. 
That is 11 consecutive games where John Gibson has allowed three or more goals. This is his worst streak of his career. You got to give him a break, guys. You've just got to. And even looking at some of the micro stats, poor John Gibson. Before the All-Star break, he had a positive GSA expected. It was positive. GSA, by the way, is the goals saved against. Like the expected goal saved. As of this recording, his GS, his expected GSA or goal saved against. Negative 4.94. The defense hasn't helped. I mean, part. this is not just all John Gibson's fault. This is all not the defense. It's a combination. The defense hasn't been good, but John Gibson's got to be a little bit better himself. And when you just ride him till death, that's not going to help him at all. At all. And you And you have to ask yourself... Is it the defense? Is it him? Is it the coaching putting him out there time and time and time again? It's a combination. It's a combination of all three. So with 19 games left and the Ducks seemingly slipping away from the playoffs and maybe going back into tank mode, why not start Anthony Stolarz at least half the games and maybe give Lukas Dostal a little bit of a call-up too. Maybe give Dostal, what, two, three, four games back with the Ducks. Fans love Dostal. The bakery was closed with Dostal in the lineup. So why not put Dostal in the lineup and give Gibby a much, much deserved rest? Why not? I mean, look at the job Dostal's done this season. He's only played three games with the Ducks, but he's got a 929 save percentage, goals against two and a half. Yeah, Put Dostal out there for three more games. Stolarz for another eight or nine. And if Gibby's well enough, which I'm sure he is, just get him to 50 games this season and then shut it down. That's it. So we'll see what the Ducks do with their goaltending the rest of this season. And we'll see what happens. The Ducks' next game is Friday night against the Florida Panthers. Florida has lost a couple of games on this road trip. They're going to come into the pond on Friday night, and they're going to be pissed. The Florida Panthers are on the back end of a back-to-back. They will have played at Vegas the previous night, and then they will come to the Ponda right after that game. Once again, Friday night at 7 o'clock, and Florida does play the Vegas Golden Knights Thursday night. Yeah, I'm obviously rooting for Florida on Thursday night because... I want Vegas to lose. We all want Vegas to lose. But then Florida concludes their road trip, or I guess that portion of the road trip. Then they have a week off. Then they go up to Canada to play Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto. So I think Florida's probably thinking, yeah, we can put it all out there these last two games end of the road trip. And Florida is still a very good team. They're still an elite team right now. In fact, in fact, Florida is still first In the East, they have 88 points right now. First place in the Eastern Conference. You don't think they're going to step up to the Ducks on this game? They're going to throw everything and the kitchen sink at the Ducks on that game. So watch out, Ducks fans. Watch out. 
With that, we're going to conclude today's podcast. Thank you all so very much for listening. It's greatly appreciated. Don't forget that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, among a plethora of others. And once again, thanks for making this your first listen of the day. And go ahead and make Locked On NHL your second listen of the day. It is Wednesday today. It's Western Conference Wednesdays with Jess Balmasto from Locked On Flames and Sarah Avampado from Locked On Los Angeles Kings. So give them a listen as well. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. You could follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, thank you so much for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Please continue to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and Ducks fly together. Ducks fly together.